Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Make and Decorate. This is episode nine, and I am Stephanie. This episode is a little bit different, and if you've noticed, it's coming in between the regular episode weeks. I normally publish every other week, and I'm trying something a little bit different. Um, In the in-between weeks, at least for right now, um, um, I'm going to do these little mini episodes in the in-between weeks with things that are a little bit more... I don't know, you could call it time sensitive. Um, And, um, you know, if I have the content to share, then I'm going to do it. Uh, So you can let me know if you like it um, and uh, stay in touch. And as always, I like to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. Uh, Those always help. And if you take the time to do that, I really, really appreciate it. Um, what else? Oh, yes. And uh, check out my website for the show notes at stephaniesochadesign.com and also my YouTube channel on YouTube. That's at Stephanie Socha. All right. So let's get into uh, this mini-sode today, uh, which is just talking about things that have been going on around here. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had my 10 year old niece, Ava, and she was the guest on my podcast a couple episodes. And uh, she came up for the weekend and I got her for um, a little part of that weekend. Um, but uh, she was going to record another episode, but when she came, she kind of had this cold and was sort of under the weather. So um, we just, first of all, didn't have time to do it. And secondly, I was kind of more concerned of making sure she got adequate rest. Um, and uh, then I got her cold after she left. <laughs> uh, thank goodness it wasn't a real terrible one. So uh, it didn't last too long. Uh, but anyway, I do want to talk about the project that one of the projects that we worked on and we, um, we made a quarter zip fleece for her. Um, I, uh, tried the, it's a kid's fleece pattern from five out of four patterns. I'll put the link in the show notes and, um, I've talked about this pattern, um, company before. It's an independent pattern company and um, uh, she's a mother and, um, you know, does this business uh, while taking care of her family. And I really like it. I like her and I, I love, um, she's got a Facebook group and everyone in there is very supportive and nice, which is what you would like in a Facebook group. Um, you can um, ask questions and, and not be afraid of, you know, what people will respond with. I, I've i made fleece clothing in the past, but it's been a couple, three, I don't know, three, four years. And um, I've made um, full zip uh, fleece jackets, especially uh, my husband likes those. So I've made a couple for him. This one is a quarter zip fleece and where the zipper is just kind of at the, at the neck part and it goes down, you know, maybe, um, seven inches, seven to nine inches. And, uh, I thought, oh, you know, this, this 
not going to be that hard and we'll be able to, you know, go zip through it and get it done. And uh, for the most part, that was the case. It was the zipper and the, where the zipper and the collar um, met together. That was difficult. The technique was a little bit different than I had worked with before. And sometimes when the technique is different from what you're used to, you get all turned around upside down and every way, which way. I uh, I had to work on that part on my own and which worked out fine because um, uh, Ava likes to work on her own things in her free sew time. So um, <laughs> I was furious, furiously trying to get that part done. Um, because I wanted her to be able to take it home and have, you know, a completed thing, uh, to where I did not want this to carry on because I don't know when the next time she'll be in town. Well, I do now, but I didn't know at the time that they should be back around Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, so it's really cute. Um, we took some photos and it turned out really great. It just, I kind of just sort of fumbled through that. Uh, zipper part and only it's funny because it's just one little part that can really like just bring everything to a halt and um, sometimes you just need to walk away from it which I did I it was you know in the evening time and um, I did part of the zipper but I just um, I left the part that's up by the collar uh, till the next morning, and then things started to make sense again. Here's another issue that made it harder to um, decipher on the pattern. I printed it out in black and white and being frugal with my ink, but I just relooked at this pattern now again, and everything is in full color. There are combinations of photographs and um, computer. Um, uh, drawings, um, but um, it is still a confusing part where the zipper and the collar go together and the facing um, gets, you know, involved and folded down and all this stuff. So, um, but uh, I guess I should have at least had it up on the screen or printed it in color because that would have been a little bit more clearer. So there's 28 pages of instructions. It's very um, detailed and um, she even gives a little um, tutorial at the very end on how to shorten a zipper. Uh, so overall, I think it um, is a really good pattern and it made a very cute um, uh, fleece pullover for um, Ava. And speaking of fleece, the fleece that we used is really super nice. I um, Joanne's had a sale, and I got the highest quality fleece that they had there, and it's called a Lux fleece um, or something like that. Uh, there, I did. I think I did do a, a quick um, YouTube video on my um, haul from Joanne's, and I do show the fleece on there. Beautiful colors. And the um, the quality is just really nice. It's so soft and luxurious, and um, you can tell that this this fleece is gonna last and not pill. And it was actually pretty easy to work with too. Uh, so 
You should definitely give this pattern a try. It's called the Kids K2 Fleece Pullover. If you are used to sewing clothing all the time, this project will be a just simple piece of cake for you. And you'll probably get it done in, you know, a day. So, um, and it's so cute. And they have a um, an adult version of it. Um, and I also got that pattern. So hopefully I'll get time in the upcoming weeks to make a fleece um, for myself. And, um, and I got the vest pattern. They, you know, this pattern designer also has some nice patterns for, for boys and men. So I got the vest pattern for men for my husband and it's really sharp looking. Um, there's, and the other thing I like about this pattern designer is that she, um, includes, you know, a couple different options and ideas and there is a plethora of photographs of these pieces with all these different options done on them. For instance, on the vest, you can do an option where you um, bind it on the arms. Uh, there's different ways to do, you know, the zippers in the pockets and add, add a chest pocket, don't add a chest pocket, that sort of thing. So it's really cool and you should check it out um, if you like to sew clothing. Um, and the good thing about the fleece is that um, it's unlined. So um, it can be fairly a quick project um, to complete. So things are going well with um, our little sewing weekend, except that, um, and normally the parts that, you know, Ava brings her machine and um, she sews on it and the parts of the project where, you know, she's working on it, she sews on her machine. And I'll sew on my machine, you know, other parts or for sharing parts, but um we ended up having to use her machine for most of this fleece project because uh, fleece is a knit, stretchy fabric, and you um, need to use either a stretch stitch or a zigzag. Um, and I even did use my serger for some um, parts of it. And my cover stitch came in handy for hemming the sleeves and the bottom of the fleece. The fleece uh, can get a little thick, and um, I was going to help her on some of the more tricky parts where, you know, the layers were kind of adding up. And uh, when I took it to my machine, I turned it on, and nothing happened. My uh, Bernina 820, I've only had it for two years. However, it is a pre-loved used machine, um, but it had just been working perfectly two days prior to this. So um, I tried not to panic in front of my niece and, um, you know, really just couldn't deal with it at that point in time because I had her and it, that was, I already knew that that, you know, it was going to be a whole separate rabbit trail to go down. And so we just had to finish out our weekend. So um, I actually uh, used her machine um, on the parts that I needed to use, like that stretch stitch, zigzag stitch. Yeah, so we did. I mean, you, 
she's got the brother um, CS6000i, and it's a very inexpensive brother machine that you can get on Amazon. And it did a fairly decent job. I mean, certainly I was missing the features that I'm have grown accustomed to on my fancy machine, but um, uh, this machine did really well. There, you know, some some of the real thicker, you know, the thick parts where the fabric doubles up and stuff. It, it you have to slow down and um, you know take it slower than you would on some of the heavier duty machines. But um, yeah, it, it did the job and we needed it because my machine wasn't working. Um, you know, I have the straight stitch machine, but that doesn't help in a knit project. Um, but, you know, thank goodness I had my serger to work on some of the other parts. I could have pulled out my backup machine, but her machine was perfectly good to use. So um, that leads us into the next topic, which is the demise of my beloved Bernina 820. So uh, this is being published on Thursday, November 1st. And um, this debacle with my Bernina started, I noticed it on the weekend of the 20th. Um, So all of last week, uh, it so basically... You know, we finished um, a nice weekend with my niece and then we um, did pumpkin carving with um, her brother and sister and mom and my parents at my parents' house. Um, and then Monday started the work week and Tuesday morning I brought my Bernina into the repair shop. Um, I I did some reading up on it um, in some of the other Bernina Facebook groups and online and on YouTube I was worried about it, um, but I did not know. <laughs> I did not know what was, you know, before me <laughs> last week at all uh, in regards to this machine. So um, I was expecting an expensive repair to a certain extent, and I really was hoping that just a wire was loose inside that just needed to be reconnected. Because that's what a few people said happened with theirs. So that's really what I was anticipating. And I mean, we went back and forth over the next couple of days and the tech had opened the front of the machine and he says it doesn't look good, but I'm going to be positive. So he says, I'm going to, you know, um, try to replace the flat wire. The flat wire looks pretty burnt and fried. Um, so hopefully that will do it, but he's like, I does, but still the screen, you know, he was trying to be positive, but I think he knew deep down inside that it probably was still not going to make the LCD screen work. So anyway, he did try it. It didn't work. And, uh, so then we had to go to the route of sent, you know, this was going to have to be sent into the Bernina technicians. Oh boy, it just kept getting uglier and uglier and worse and worse. The things I had to consider were, this is an old discontinued model and not highly supported anymore. The parts for this are, you know, probably near extinction and there's no warranty. So any 
work that would have to be done by Bernina technicians is at my cost and fully and expensive. It could be as expensive as buying another 820. So, um, yeah, it was <laughs> all of this was like spinning around like a vortex of pain and heartache. So, all of this is happening throughout last week and I guess I'm just like absorbing this while also being in a state of shock and disbelief and can't believe this is happening. Um, and then um, just kind of thinking back to how this happened and when he said that the wire looked burned, um, immediately I thought about, oh, there... I I think there was a power surge because a power outage. Um, my printer on my desk was blinking that it had not been turned off properly. We did have some um, heavy rains and storms, um, you know, the previous week. So uh, that's that's pretty much what we've kind of um, deduced had happened to my Bernina and. Um, all right, side note. So I, um, on my YouTube channel, I did do an episode about this and I talk about protecting your sewing machine from, um, you know, your computerized sewing machines from power outages and, and surges. So um, go ahead and uh, take a look at that. Um, I'll go into a little bit more detail on there and, you know, it's going to be a little bit more visual. Uh, plus I do an, un, um, an unboxing because I'm just going to kind of like end this, <laughs> what is a very long story with um, the local Bernina dealer shop that this te sewing technician um, also um, works out of a couple days a week. Uh, they happened to have some trade-in um, Bernina 780 machines. And um, so one of them, there. I guess they only had two of them. One of them sold on Monday and there was one left. Um, so um, at, at the end of the week, I ended up getting it because uh, it was um, at, at a really good price. And I I needed a replacement for this machine. I'm working on a, you know, king size commission quilt for a client. It's, it's part of my business. So, um, but I, I can tell you that I am, I was very heartbroken. I still am about my Bernina 820 because um, while, you know, we can't definitively know that um, that's exactly what happened it's probably a good chance that that's what did happen. And if I had unplugged my machine, if I had turned it off even, um, it probably would still be working perfectly fine today. So I had to deal with that guilt that just made just, you know, when, when something like that can be avoided and, it's your fault. Um, I don't know. I just take it myself really hard and was very critical of myself and um, was just sick about it. Uh, it it was just a really rough week for me last week and um, very emotional. 
this was the very first time that I did not want to buy a new machine. Um, I was fighting it. I was really, you know, this is really bad when my husband is the one saying, you you might as well get that machine because <laughs> there's nothing that can be done with the other one. The other one's toast. And he knows, he knows the going rates of these machines. And now that this whole thing is, is over, I can really appreciate the, the luck that I had that this, uh, local dealer had, uh, the Bernina 780 model available for me to purchase at a used, um, price with a brand new warranty. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty lucky and I, I'm really appreciative of that. Plus, I had the Bernina technician there and the owner of the quilt shop there while I tested this machine out. They answered all of my questions, uh, showed me the sewing hours total on the machine, which was pretty low. There, there was, I think the owner of this machine did more embroidery than, than they did sewing. So, um, the machine works very well. And, um, I, I know that because the, the quilt shop is, um, you know, sold it with a full warranty as brand new that they're willing to stand behind it. And that also helps confidence in the purchase. All right. And I would like to say thank you to the dealer called uh, Thimbles Quilting Supplies and Sewing Machines. Um, it's a Chicagoland local quilt shop um, in Lockport, Illinois. So um, I'll put a link in the show notes. I They're not a sponsor and I'm not getting paid to say any good things about them. And I would not say any good things about them if there weren't any good things to say. Um, but I can tell you the experience I had there was great. And um, everyone that worked there was wonderful, friendly, welcoming, um, the technician was um, fantastic, and the owner took the time and spent with me and um, was was very patient and exactly what an owner should be. So I really appreciated all of their time and support, and um, even though they're 40 minutes away, I will make that extra trip to return to this shop. Okay, so let's move on to pumpkin carving with a hot knife. So I said that last weekend, um, towards the end of the week, we all got together at my parents' house. Um, my sister um, and her three kids, uh, they you know, had their pumpkins and I brought um, actually some of the foam pumpkins that I got and I got a new toy, which is a hot knife. I had never heard of a hot knife before until I started to, you know, look at some YouTube videos on carving foam pumpkins. So I just thought that you could use like maybe a serrated knife or something like that to carve the foam pumpkins. And you probably still could. I mean, but you wouldn't get as clean of a cut and as easy of a cut as you would with one of these hot knives. So I uh, ordered one from Amazon. It, it was, and I got like the cheapest one. It was seventeen dollars, I think. And basically, this hot knife 
all it is is an exacto knife um, that is attached to a heating element. Like it to me, it reminds me of a curling iron with an exact exacto blade at the tip. <laughs> so um, and and the heating element just gets the blade hot, and so that hot blade can more easily um, slice and sort of melt through the craft foam. So um, it does get hot, so you have to be careful. And, you know, with the little littler kids around, I, I had a really um, tall, like, ceramic coffee cup that I had put the hot knife into when I, when I was resting it so that no little fingers could accidentally touch it. So that was a good thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it worked pretty well. It took a little bit to, you know to get used to it but once it got going it um it was actually really fun so a hot knife on the um the foam pumpkins works really great so i recommend it and you don't have to get the super fancy ones you can you can just get like you know the cheapest one and um and do some cool things with it so um i I have I the pumpkin I made is um I made a duplicate of my owl pumpkin that I had carved um the previous couple of weeks um out of a real pumpkin because that pumpkin within a week just molded and got gross. So I was sad because my little artwork was just like done. We had to throw it out. Um so then I thought, well, you know what? I am going to do the exact same design on my craft foam pumpkin. The pumpkin that I used is a white one. So the real pumpkin was orange and the owl has a design where you glue pumpkin seeds around the eyes and you glue pumpkin seeds on the sides in the shape of um, feathers. It's really cute. I got the idea off of um, Pinterest. So, um, and then, uh, this white pumpkin though, the white pumpkin seeds would just blend in. So I needed to do something to make them stand out a little bit more. So, um, I, uh, brought my craft paint, the little acrylics, and I have a metallic like an aged gold color and it looks really cool. So I sat there painting my little pumpkin seeds and I think, oh yeah, my couple of brothers were there too. And they were like, you're painting every pumpkin seed <laughs> put on there and then you glue the pumpkin seeds on. And I said, yes, I am. This is my art. So leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but then once I had it all painted and glued on, everybody was all like, ooh, that looks nice. And it sure does. So a white pumpkin with uh, metallic gold, aged gold feathers, a.k.a. pumpkin seeds, looks awesome. So take a look at the picture in my show notes um, for that. And that will do it for this mini-sode of Make and Decorate. Uh, like I said, uh, please subscribe and rate and review and check out my YouTube channel. Um, I look forward to hearing from you. And until next week, be cool and stay in school. I have no idea why I just said that. I need to get like a little ending phrase, you know. I keep changing it up. I used to say, get your sewing machines out and sew something this week, which actually sounds good to me. So, so do that. Get your sewing machines out and sew something this week. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the Make and Decorate podcast with Stephanie Socha Design. Come find me on my website at stephaniesochadesign.com and check out the show notes page, post your comments, send me an email, let me know what you're up to and what questions you might have. I'd really love to hear from you. Toodles. Until next time.